0: the grind is real. The grind is in full swing. Eurobasket 2022 going on right now. And if you don't know what that is, you probably don't have a favorite European basketball player of note on the team that you root for because it's very, extremely important to them. Think about it as like a World Cup for European Hoopers, where various nations line up and play each other every four years in a tournament. And you've got these group stages, and then you've got a knockout tournament to decide the winner, right? So very similar to soccer. 24 nations line up, and they play five games each in eight days. Then the tourney runs for a week with the top four teams from each of the four groups playing a 16-team tournament to decide the winner. And it's like a winner-go-home, March Madness, single-game elimination thing. Who's the defending champion? I think you know. It's Slovenia. It is. It's Luca. He's the best. Eurobasket, though, great opportunity for NBA fans to watch their favorite players. They very much care about. I want to go in four years from now. I'm going to try to go. I'm going to have a summer of hoops. I'm going to go to all those little janky pro-ams. I'm going to go to Eurobasket. I'm literally just going to take three months for hoops. But how do we know how much people love to watch These people play in a different types of competition. Well, just see their reaction when Giannis or Luca skips a game. These people overseas are irate. This is their chance to see not only their favorite player, but their favorite player from their country representing. The nation's collectively meltdown. It's just a huge deal. Fuck the NBA to them. I don't care that you're load managing. It's Eurobasket. Way more important than an 82-game season and millions and billions of dollars that go for all these fans, all these rights. No, no, no. Eurobasket, most important. This year, all the stars came out, just like the Proems. Giannis, Luka, Nurkic, Franz Wagner, Mo Wagner, Dennis Schroeder, Elprin Schengen, and a bunch of other NBA players who have all logged significant minutes trying to get their countries into that 16-team finals. There are some storylines that I found fascinating. First and foremost, apparently Giannis, big Greek national team fan, w- w- wants nothing more than to be the defending champ and knock off Slovenia. That is his thing. He loves Eurobasket pretty much as much as anyone. And his brothers do, which is, adds a whole other family environment to it, considering how Giannis came up and what his background and upbringing was. Also very important for him to represent Greece. But according to a recent Athletic article, playing internationally was at one point causing enormous friction between the Bucs, Giannis, and the Greek national team. They were basically saying, listen, we need to shut Giannis down. He can't have access to the same type of staff and trainers that he does in the NBA. We've got our own people. The NBA is like, well, but you guys are basically – Not as good as us. You guys are essentially heathens trying to play basketball overseas. We are the best. And every time Giannis sat out, fans went absolutely nuts thinking that there was some sort of conspiracy to steal the Greek national title from Giannis. Fuck the Bucks. They hated it. It was causing Giannis a lot of stress. Is Giannis going to leave the Bucs? Who knows? This was years and years ago. The last Eurobasket cycle. This was before Giannis signed his big extension when there was a lot of speculation about where he would go. That is until Mike Budenholzer decided instead of trying to fight the Greek national team, it might be better for everyone, meaning the Bucs and them keeping on to Giannis, to maybe just lean into it and help support Giannis and the Greek national team however he could. So this Eurobasket, Bud ended up sending over the Milwaukee Bucks lead trainer, He gave the Greek national team access to all of the advanced analytics that the Milwaukee Bucks use, sent an entire support staff to make sure that Giannis, not only Giannis had everything that he wanted, but all of the resources that were available to Giannis for the Bucks were also available to the Greek national team. Yeah, I mean, that, I would say, is a big win. There was a time... When he seemed open to go to another market, like I said, and I don't know necessarily what would have happened if it wasn't for Budenholzer saying, okay, Maya Culpa, let's have some sort of collaboration here. But if they had continued to be dicks, I'm guessing over time with his brothers and his family involved, it's like, Giannis, why you play for these assholes? Just go somewhere else. Every other team will be more accommodating to you. And now they don't have to worry about that. The Bucks now are deeply embedded in the Greek national team. means he's probably never leaving as long as they're connected. It's basically one and the same. You create this corporate corporation, a faceless, nameless corporation, and then you embed them and give them resources into your tribe, into the place that you come from, the place that you pound your chest for, and what you have is forced loyalty, essentially. Pretty much as much team security as you can get. And the number one thing for a coach, keeping your superstar happy. So Bud's probably not a great coach, X's and O's. I've seen him scribble on the whiteboard before, and I don't think he was actually writing anything down other than, like, go Giannis, go. But in terms of this decision, elite, elite. And by all accounts, Giannis is very, very happy. Also, also, by the way, Greeks' runaway win over Estonia today. Giannis, who was averaging 30 points a game, suffered an ankle injury in the third quarter. Originally looked like a knee injury, and I bet someone on the Bucs staff is watching the game. They probably fainted, but fortunately, turns out not to be a big deal. But this is the kind of thing that an NBA team wants to avoid by all costs. Moving on, Luka, another superstar player who is balling at Eurobasket for Slovenia. In a huge game against star-studded France, with Fournier and Go-bo- Gobert and a bunch of other NBA players, Luca just disgusting. He's just on another level right now. He went off. I mean, off, off, ham on France. And you know, Luca doesn't. I think somebody called it the most Luca LOL game that there is. Like he's just clowning. Forty-seven points on fifteen of twenty-three shooting, seven rebounds. Five assists for good measure as Slovenia beat France 88-82. It was the second most points ever scored by a single player in Eurobasket history behind some Belgian dude named Eddie Teres. Don't know him. Who had 68 in 1957 against Albania. If you know him, you're a nerd. Folks, France, the silver medalist in the last Olympics is no Albania. It's just not. They're not. After the game, people absolutely speechless their coach alexander Sekulic summed it up best luca had a great night he spoils us so much we think this is normal folks this is not normal not normal is probably the best way to describe luca he's what six eight two something we don't know how much he weighs right now because he's in skinny mode but he was over 250 pounds he handles the rock like james Harden. He can shoot as far out as Steph. He is just not a normal human being. But it being Europe, we can't have an international tournament without an international incident. This one involved Turkey, not the Delhi meat, and Georgia, not the state where Atlanta is, and NBA players Furkan Korkmaz from the Sixers and Goga, Gogi Batasi from the Pacers. There is beef over these two nations right now, over the fact... Well, it's kind of Russia, if we want to, like, really, like, sum it up. But there's beef between the two nations over the fact that Turkey, kind of, but not really, actually claims to be part of Georgian territory, but they're historically Turkish. Nothing gets the Euros more on up in arms than a good old-fashioned, like, border dispute. Just ask the Ukrainians. So there's some simmering bad blood... <laughs> That the Ukrainian war is not helping right now. The whole part of the world is slightly on edge. You add that to the fact that now Russia is cutting off all of their oil exports around Europe. Uh, people are a little upset. During a Euro ga- but but this is what happened. So during the Eurobasket game between the two teams, a Turkish player, Berkman Korkmaz, took a hard foul from Duda Sanazi who played at UCSD in college. Beef then escalates, ends with Moss kind of headbutting Sanadzi and getting booted from the game. But that is just the beginning. According to Korkmaz, as soon as we walked out of the tunnel and was trying to reach the locker room, I see three Georgian players alongside two security guys running at us. We started throwing punches at each other like a street fight. There was no talk. There was no conversation. He literally got jumped by three Georgian players who he had already beefed with on the court and Goga, Gogi Batazzi, another NBA player. And by the way, the police, the security is involved. Not to break it up, but to beat the shit out of Quark Moss. If you've watched Quark Moss in late game situations for the Philadelphia 76ers and you're a fan, you can understand why that might be the case, why that might be something fans, players want to do. He does not come up clutch. Horrible jump shot. Of course, there's a the second side to the story. Senatsi said in presumably a, what, me, voice, there were a couple of words said from him and from us. Then we met each other, but the security was, uh, you know, trying to be between us. Even if we tried to fight, we couldn't have done it uh, because there were people between us. It was like kind of a brawl. Hold on, pause. So was there a fight or was there not a fight? Because even if you did, did want to fight, you couldn't, but it was also kind of a brawl. A brawl is worse than a fight, by the way. I don't think anyone punched or slapped each other, he said. There were some swings going on, but I don't think anyone got injured. This is like what Draymond tried to say to me in the finals when him and Drake had that little thing, and I was like, hey, what was that scuffle all about? And he's like, I don't think it was really a scuffle because I didn't hit him and he didn't hit me. It's like, yo, hold on, calm down. What actually happened? Not sure you can have kind of a brawl and not have anyone get punched, but here we are. And, of course, everyone's got opinions. Turkey threatened to leave the tournament because 22 seconds mysteriously got run off the clock in a game that went two overtimes. Turkey lost, by the way. Georgia claimed ignorance, like, what? We didn't mean to do that. What? No no brawl. No 22 seconds. We, we know nothing of this. Then, former NBA and current Turkish Basketball Federation President Hidu Turkulu said this. It should be questioned that an institution like FIBA gives the Eurobasket organization to third-world countries like Georgia. Let me just say that again. Former NBA player current Turkish Basketball Federation president, Turkulu Hito Turkulu like one of the nicest guys, just straight throwing shade at Georgia, basically being, well, we give these peasants an opportunity to be in the FIBA. What do you think happens? These scallywags, they fucking don't play by the rules. He says, it should be questioned that an institution like FIBA gives the Eurobasket organization To third world countries like Georgia, if they are thinking that this is a provocation, why don't they show the cameras to the public? Oh yeah, by the way, camera footage? Also, like the 22 seconds on the the clock, mysteriously gone. Gone. And by the way, calling another country a third world country, probably sure going to go over really, really well in the climate of former Soviet republics. Like, probably... Probably something everyone's going to be very calm and rational over. Basically called them, like, European hillbillies. Good thing we have FIBA here to step in and calm the waters. What did FIBA say? Neither Ottoman, Corkmoss or Sanazzi will be suspended in light of their ejections from Sunday's game. So nothing. Thanks. For nothing. This is why we like the Eurobasket, because it would be like if we had the malice in the palace and nothing happened. It was like, what? Yeah. meta world peace, run our test, nothing's going to happen. He will not be suspended. He will be back out there tomorrow. With group play now finished, you still have a 16-team tournament to watch over the next 10 days. Do not miss it. Stuff is going to happen. It's going to do until the NBA season gets here. I was literally debating today. This is how bad it is. I was literally debating a friend today would you rather have, Laurie Markkinen or Patrick Williams? Two MIDI of the middiest players. No one cares about them. Why do I care? Because the season needs to come around. The season can't get here too soon. That's all the time that we have for the heat check. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Finally, featuring the latest long awaited interview with Toronto Raptors coach Nick Nurse. I promise I'm also going to Canada, so it's a perfect time to drop it. As a final reminder, both parts of the Jerry West interview are now up on the Heat Check feed. Check those out if you haven't and follow the Heat Check as we get ready for the 2022 2023 season. Do not forget to download, do not forget to subscribe, and please tell your friends about the podcast and follow us on social at, at This Heat Check and at Trista Crick. On TikTok. See you guys next week.